everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. In a world gone mad and an elderly generation that promises to outnumber a younger generation for the first time in history, and the alarming stats that up to five million of our elderly will suffer some type of abuse, whether physical, mental, emotional, sexual, or just plain neglect each year, according to the National Center on Elder Abuse, what can and is being done? And what about the caregiver, the adult child, tasked with caring for their parent and outside resources needed when in-home care becomes increasingly difficult and 24-7 care in an outside facility eminent? Here to explain this and more in a testimony exclusive in her latest must-read, The Road to Glory, Walking Mama Home, is its author, former educator, author, elder care advocate, intercessor, and more, Linda Houlton Wynn. Mrs. Wynn, Linda, if I may, welcome to Testimony. Thank you, Jen Singh. It's an honor to be on with you today. Well, it's great to have you. First of all, I have to say I could not put your book down, read it cover to cover in one evening, cried in spots, laughed in others, and then learned with you, as all of our listeners will, what it takes to truly, quote, care give for our parents in their time of need, but also the pitfalls of our health care system as you witnessed firsthand and what we can all do to be that advocate for those unable to advocate for themselves. Case in point, your beloved of blessed memory and own mother, Sadie Houlton, for whom you sacrificially and lovingly walked from in-home care to her heavenly home and beautifully so. Linda Houlton, when please tell us that story and how you came to write The Road to Glory, its original intent, and what it ended up being. Well, its original intent was as a memoir for my family, but as I got into it, I realized if I don't know all of this that's facing me and the ways of elder care, other people aren't going to be prepared for this either. So I started taking notes recording conversations, and it just started blazing that trail because as believers, we're all on the road to glory, and it's a road that's littered with perils, but it's sprinkled with pearls of God's wisdom, mercy, and grace. Some of those perils that we face, Jesus called them troubles or trials when he promised, in this world, you will have troubles, but take heart. I have overcome the world, and those are the pearls that we get into. But the, but the perils, troubles, and trials, whatever you want to call them, are the devil's playground. In Mama's case, they included some bad caregivers who just sat and watched TV, who were just pulling a paycheck or looking for something of value to steal, and those who, when asked to help out, chose to walk out instead. 
But those perils, troubles, and trials also come in the form of good people, sometimes professional people, for simply having a bad day or not having a full understanding of the situation and all it entails. For instance, they didn't know how to deal with Mama's blindness. And as a result, Mama lost 16 pounds in assisted living when no one fed her or put her breakfast or lunch within her reach or told her where it was. And in the nursing home, she became dehydrated because no one handed her a glass of water or told her where it was, knowing full well that eight eight ounce glasses of liquid is a daily requirement. But that's when God steps in. Thankfully, the road to glory that we as believers are all on is also sprinkled with the pearls of God's wisdom, mercy, and grace. And those pearls are spiritual truths that are available to all who ask for them. He said, ask. And believe me, I asked. <laughs> My constant question was, what do I do now, Lord? And our all-knowing God knew all that we would say. And in his wisdom, he was the only one who could guide us safely through the maze of elder care. God illustrated his mercy toward me in that when I made mistakes, or didn't think to ask for his help, the results turned out to be more humorous than disastrous. I guess those are the parts that you kind of chuckled at when you were reading the book. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And he extended his grace to me, his unmerited and undeserved favor, when he covered me with his calm assurance that in his strength, appropriated to me, I would be able to handle whatever came my way because he was always present. Praise God. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to author Linda Wynn. Her latest must-read, The Road to Glory. Uh, Linda, you determined early on, as you just alluded to, to, quote, give it to God, ask for his help, You got in agreement with your husband that you would care for your aging parents, and in your case, a disabled mother at the dying wish of your father. Talk about the commitment this took and the spiritual principles behind it, but also what about that couple who has a spouse not willing to do the same? Ooh, that's a problem, isn't it? That's when you really need to get on your knees. And ask God, because your witness, your witness, as you care for a loved one, will witness the kind of care that your spouse is going to get when your spouse really needs your help. So it would behoove the uh, unwilling spouse to get on board with this, because what goes around comes around. We are created uh, as God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for us to do. And in his perfect timing, he revealed what he wanted me to do when my daddy on his deathbed said, Linda, you're going to have to take care of your mama now. And that's what God had planned for me all along. So when my earthly daddy asked me to take care of my mama and my heavenly father writes in 1 Timothy 5, 4, tells us that it's pleasing to him if we take care of our parents and grandparents because they took care of us when we were growing up. So it's kind of like payback. And when your earthly daddy and your heavenly father are on the same page, 
and tells you this is what you were called to do, you do it. You accept the calling because it pleases both of them. And the work, the work that we are called to do is to love and to care for others as Jesus did. Simple, isn't it? Amen, amen, which is why I wanted to have you on the program. Ladies and gentlemen, Linda Wynn, her latest must-read, My View, The Road to Glory, Walking Mama Home. Linda, I would like our listeners to know a little bit about you. Ten years as an intercessor slash advocate and eyewitness at all levels of elder care. You have a Bachelor of Science, a Master of Arts with emphasis in psychology, post-master study sociology and psychology of physical education and sport. Five years as a tennis analyst for men's and women's professional tours, an avid golfer, blogger, and this just for starters and all to say God seemingly equipped you ahead of time to be the caregiver advocate for your mother, but you say only two things, well, three really, are needed to be a good caregiver. Can you elaborate? What does it take to be a good caregiver? First of all, it means you have to care. It means that we must be a vigilant intercessor for our loved ones, just like they were for us when we were growing up. That means putting their needs before our own, doing everything we can to keep them comfortable and safe, and loving them patiently through this challenging time in their lives. A caregiver, if that person doesn't care or doesn't give care, then that person is not a caregiver. Just because someone builds themselves as a caregiver does not make them a caregiver. The ones that build themselves as such and then don't care are just sitters. They just sit. And in Mama's case, they were there to pull a paycheck, they just sat and watched TV or looked for something of value to steal. And when they were asked to help out, they chose to walk out instead. They must care. They must love caring for people. And they must have loads of patience. Amen. Now talk about some of the abuses, had you not been present or aware, that you noticed in the care facilities for your own mother and what you did to bring correction and practical help? Well, most of the things that I saw came in the form of neglect. Now, for the, for the other people who are in the nursing home, there's so many that are just lying there staring up at the ceiling. They never have visitors. They don't have any, any personal effects in their room. They have no personal effects on their walls, nothing to remind them of their past life. They just lie there hoping that God will take them. And sometimes I hear them saying, Lord, when are you going to take me? Take me now, Lord. When are you going to take me? And the only attention they get is from the CNAs, the Certified Nursing Assistants, who make their rounds every two hours. They come in, they clean and change them, get them comfortable, and go on to the next person. That takes maybe three minutes. So three minutes out of every two hours, they have some personal attention. No personal interaction, you know, but that's all they get. And as we're walking to our loved one's room, all we have to do is look in there and see if they're okay, wave to them, or even if you've got a few extra minutes, just stop and tell them that God loves them 
I mean, it, it's just heartbreaking the number of people that have no one. They just put the old gal in the nursing home and get on with their life and never give them another thought. Say, the nursing home will take care of them. Well, yes, the nursing home will, but the nursing home will not meet their mental needs, their spiritual needs, their physical needs, their emotional needs. That will keep them dry and comfortable, period. Well, for my mother, I made it my routine, my choice to visit my mother every single day. It was my choice to pop in at odd hours to make sure that they were taking care of my mother. Because if they knew that I was coming at a particular time, everything was hunky-dory. But if I popped, yeah, because if I popped in at an odd hour and everything wasn't fine, if my mother looked like she had been dropped from a 10-story building and sprawled out all over her room, all over her bed, I found her laying in hypodermic needles. How does that happen? Crumbs from breakfast. That's when I called every Every nurse that's on the hall, every CNA, I called them in there and said, this is what I found. This is the situation I found my mother in. This is not acceptable. You are being paid to take care of my mother, and you are responsible for this. This is not acceptable. And, Jensen, I know how hard it is for people to stand up to professional people. But when you are charged with the responsibility by God himself to take care of your loved ones, you must stand up. If you don't stand up for them, nobody will. And that's when neglect happens. Exactly. And that was very apparent in your book. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Linda Wynn, author of The Road to Glory, Walking Mama Home. Linda, talk about the importance of daily visits, which you just alluded to, routine, and honoring the dignity of our parents and their needs versus what we may want and our desires for them. In other words, you indicate in your book that you thought your mother may enjoy this or that, but when you really got into knowing what your mother really wanted, you drew her from from some things that most people would think, oh, she needs to be social, or she needs to be in front of the piano, or she needs to eat with her friends, this and that. Talk about that. Gotcha. Okay. Well, my mother was an introvert. And, you know, in my own way of thinking, I thought that as she as she moved into the nursing home, I wanted her to get acquainted or acclimated to the surroundings, you know, being blind, she still needed to have some markers, some points of reference in her life. And so on Sunday mornings, I thought it would be nice to introduce her to Sunday school and church. That was my first mistake, thinking (laughs) what I ought to do. I should have asked God first. I didn't. I thought, oh, I know how to handle this. We'll just go to Sunday school. And so we heard the piano playing from down the hall. So I got mother in a wheelchair and I rolled her down and I was headed to the back of the room because blind people have acute hearing. And so I wanted to get her as far away from that piano as I could and parked her, put the brakes on that wheelchair, parked her right beside the piano and then sat down to play. Well, I, I don't know what it sounded like to mama, 
But she ducked her head, put both hands over her ears, and shouted for the world to hear, turn that thing off. (laughs) (laughs) And so quietly, I grabbed her, I unlocked her wheelchair, grabbed her wheelchair, and rolled her to the back of the room, and felt so sorry for that lady who was playing the piano. But it, it only went downhill from there when the lesson started, but they need to read the book. <laughs> Absolutely, and there are so many wonderful, <laughs> practical examples, and we're not going to give them all away here. You talk about the practical financial aspect of caring uh, for our loved ones in their later years and what the reader uh, can do if they are on a limited income. Um, mm-hmm. You talk about the importance, as we just alluded to, of daily checkups and visits. And then uh, you're also aware of the people uh, and others in the facility around uh, the parent, around your mother, and you share some of those stories and how you really have to have eyes in the back of your head, as it were. I mean, case in point, when your mother was not uh, being uh, properly fed and the facility was more concerned about getting more guests than really caring for your mother and actually taking her food off of the plate do her and giving it to someone else and you caught them in the act now that is so egregious so would you talk a little bit about what the listener needs to be looking for when they're considering a care facility for their loved one well that incident occurred when mother was in assisted living and uh, they only had Uh, one other resident, and they were actively recruiting. And so that particular day when I walked in at lunch, this is one of those unscheduled visits that I made. Uh, I walked in, and she was preparing lunch. And so in order to be helpful, I thought, I went into the kitchen, and I said, "Uh, which one of these plates is my mother's? I will be glad to take it in for you. I thought I was being helpful, but she said, these are not for your mother. These are for our future guests that are going to be here in a little while. And I said, okay, which one shall I take into my mother? She said, we don't have one for your mother. And I said, uh-uh, that, no, 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 no. No, you're not doing that to my mother. Prepare a plate for my mother. I will take it into her, and I will feed it to her. And she scooped some off of every one of the plates and shoved it at me. And I said, thank you very much. And I took it in and I fed my mama. That's why it's so important to pop in and announce because you just, you just don't know what goes on. We live in a fallen world. And that's the biggest challenge that I faced in taking care of mama. The fact that we live in a fallen world and we had to meet head on the trouble that Jesus promised that we would have. And he just showed me how to set myself aside for the benefit of my mother and to put her needs before my own. And he smoothed the path before us so that I could lead mother safely through. But the biggest surprise to me was the disconnect between the world's view of caregiving and God's view. From the world's view, many people, even health care professionals, told me that I didn't need to visit mother in the nursing home every day. They even said, nobody does that, but they do. So you keep on visiting your loved one. And I think you might be surprised to know that 
the mandate to care for our aging parents came from God. He expects us. He said, it pleases me when you take care of your parents and grandparents. But for me personally, the biggest surprise to me, and it shouldn't have been at all, that caregiving provided me with a season of tremendous spiritual growth as I followed God's lead, doing what he led me to do, and setting myself aside for the benefit of my mother. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take those years, 10 of them, for anything in the world. And I've heard so many people that have read the book tell me, I wish I had read this before. I would have done things differently. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Linda Wynn, her latest must-read, The Road to Glory. Really, how to care for an elderly parent, no matter the situation, whether in-home, assisted living, a nursing home. There are dynamics uh, with each of these stages. Now, your mother, Linda, in our remaining time, was as sharp as a tack, even though she was blind. Mm -hmm. I was paralyzed mm -hmm. on the left side of her body, if I have that correct. Um, yes. She didn't mince any words. And no. she was not for someone <laughs> coming in and being condescending. Talk about how you, and I love this, you communicated with the staff how they should treat your mother to help them. Well, you know, I, I was surprised that the healthcare professionals really didn't understand how to deal with a blind person. That they, you know, they have reference points and routines, even when they're incapacitated. We still have our routines and our reference points. For instance, Mama had a clock on her mantle at home that sounded every half hour and every hour. She always knew what time it was. And so she knew whether to expect breakfast, lunch, or supper. But, but you know, in, in the nursing home, Mama liked to, she still had a routine. When I arrived at the, each evening, she wanted me to get her up out of the bed, sit her in a wing chair, prop her feet up, and then we'd sit down and chat for a while, or, or I'd test her on crossword puzzles, and she was a whiz at those. She put everybody to shame on crossword puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> right. Even her PhD friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But 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 you know we all have our routines and and it, it's very helpful to them if you can help them maintain their routines whenever possible. And Mama didn't want to sit out in the hall, and and that's what they do when they when they are responsible. Well, they're responsible for all the residents, but if they wanted to keep an eye on them, they parked them out in the hall and they sat there like hall monitors and you know mama just didn't want that and I didn't want it for her that's so impersonal exactly I, you know I just made I did everything I could to make sure that mother had lived as normal a life as possible under the physical constraints that she had to endure amen and amen and you did it and beautifully so Linda Wynn in our remaining time you believe your mother is in heaven but you talk about yep. a quote war in the heavenlies for her soul during her last hours. Talk about the importance of intercession and prayer at all times, no matter the faith of the person, to truly give them to God and His mercy. That, that is so critical. I mean, I know that you can't beat people over the head with Jesus, 
but your behavior and the words that you use can surely um, let people know that his spirit speaks through us. And it, it's just critical that they see that the love that we have for them is as a result of God's love, because he first loved us. And throughout the entire New Testament, he showed us what his physical love looked like. He reached out to everyone. He reached out. He talked to them. He was there for them. He healed them. Our words can heal. Our comforting can heal. But when they're on their deathbed, I think it's important to remember that the hearing is the last thing to go. So it's important that even at that point, you talk to them about keeping their eyes on the light, and Jesus is the light. And, you know, you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, but he said, don't fear this evil. And that was my mama's favorite song, and that's why I use that in her dying moments, the last moment of of, uh, conversation that I had with mother. Of course, at that point, she could not respond, but that was the... The 23rd Psalm is the one that I quoted for her, and I just wanted her to keep her focus on Jesus. Jesus is the light. Keep focused on the light, and he will keep you safely through. And that that was just a precious time when she, you know, she was, she was beside herself. I mean, the devil is after us every minute of every day, even on your deathbed. And it's so important to keep his word and his love alive as your parent passes. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to educator, author, elder care and advocate and intercessor, Linda Houlton Wynn, whose latest The Road to Glory, Walking Mama Home is a must-read. You can learn more about Linda's work, ministry, and mission by visiting lindawin.com and get her book at amazon.com. You will be blessed, informed, and encouraged that you did. Linda, I want to thank you for taking precious time to share your road to glory in the caring of your precious mother when she needed it most, whether welcome or unwelcome, appreciated or unappreciated, and then to expose what you found to be wanting in our healthcare system, assisted living, nursing home facilities, and how best to protect and advocate for our parents and loved ones in similar situations as you did and selflessly so. You're wonderful, tender, humorous, and beautifully written. The Road to Glory, Walking Mama Home is a roadmap for us all and a testament to the power of prayer, God's love, and His Word that admonishes us to honor our fathers and mothers and best practices and wisdom for doing just that truly a page-turner, and life-giving read. We thank you, and God richly bless you. Thank you so much, Jensen. It's been a pleasure being on with you today. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ one testimony at a time. 
If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony with